Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host. I am still Joseph Scrimshaw. I am still obsessed with lots of things. This week's podcast is fast-paced and potentially very confusing to cranky older people because it is all about musician and comedian Ali Spagnola's obsession with the social media site Snapchat. As always, you'll also hear our co-producer Sarah Meyer interviewing random human beings around Los Angeles and seeing how they feel about Snapchat. Do they know about it? Do they use it? Do they like it? Have they heard the good word that Snapchat isn't just for dick pics anymore? We will find out. But before we dive deep into the ever-changing ephemeral world of social media, I'd like to share a much older obsession. Our co-producer, Sarah Meyer, who you'll remember unless you have a terrible attention span because I just mentioned her, has been doing some research. She's been searching old newspaper databases for the word obsessed to see what kind of things people were losing their shit over in oldie times. You know, oldie times, when everything was reasonable and calm, before we had all this fast-paced modern technology like Snapchat to keep us constantly moving forward, what were people obsessed with? back in those peaceful, idyllic days? The answer is, building a perpetual motion machine in a shack, of course. Here's the article from the Des Moines Register dated Wednesday, March 15, 1905. Nils Arlson of Rock Rapids has joined the ranks of many who have become mental and financial wrecks as a result of devoting their energies to the invention of a perpetual motion machine. Again, this is a real article, not like a rejected Simpsons spec script about young Mr. Burns. For a quarter of a century, Mr. Arlson has used all the money procurable trying to solve the problem. He neglected his family shamefully, and a divorce was obtained by the wife. I hope the wife referred to her husband Nils as the asshole. He then constructed a hut on the railroad land and has never done any work away from it except to obtain a few dollars with which to buy materials for his machine. So he was basically a mad scientist in a shack. This is like a superhero movie if the bad guy never actually got their machine working to blow up and give them superpowers. Charity of neighbors kept him in food. Friends have repeatedly tried to get him to go to the poor farm, but he refused. Last week, he consented to go if the machine did not run after two days more work upon it. It refused to go. He threw it out of the shanty and was ready to live on the county. This is totally understandable to me. I once threw my phone across the room because it autocorrected frozen pizza to frown pizza. So, yeah, I totally relate to throwing a non-working perpetual motion machine out of a shanty. Now, if you're like me, you are wondering at this point, what the machine actually looked like, and luckily, the article has the answer. The machine contained upward of a thousand parts of wood and iron, and was very complicated. So, he basically built an elaborate steampunk cosplay costume. The article continues, Arlson's father went insane working on the same subject. Nils now wishes only a small plot of ground at the poor farm on which to make a garden and thus keep his mind from perpetual motion. So there you have it. That's the whole article. We've been obsessed with perpetual motion since long before Netflix started autoplaying the next episode of season 27 of Bones without you even hitting another button. 
at least two generations of Arlsons went mad trying to build a machine that could generate constant energy. Just imagine if they'd been successful. We could have had massive technological revolution decades ago. A revolution that could have led to clean energy, space exploration, ending starvation, or probably just more ways to send people unwanted pictures of our penises even sooner. Humans, what a mess we are. Anyway, speaking of constant forward momentum, let's move on to some plugs. If you enjoy Obsessed Podcasts, you can support us by becoming a backer on Patreon for as little as one buck a month. Full info is on patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Or you can support all of the artists on the Feral Audio Podcast Collective by shopping at Amazon through our portal. Just go to feralaudio.com, click the Support Our Artist button, and go buy anything on Amazon, and some of the money will go to supporting Feral Audio. It doesn't matter what you buy on Amazon. This week, I'm recommending you go to Amazon and buy a book called Perpetual Motion, colon, The History of an Obsession. That is an actual book. It has nine five-star reviews, because every once in a while, we humans are actually nice to one another. Finally, shows. I do shows. I've got a bunch of stand-up shows and comedy talking coming up in Los Angeles, including the comedy game show about pop culture that I do with Hal Lublin. It's called Head Cannon, and it's on Friday, June 3rd at Nerdist Showroom. I'm also doing live episodes of Obsessed in Portland, Oregon at the end of March, and a double bill of stand-up and Obsessed in San Francisco at Docs Lab on Wednesday, June 22nd. For tickets and full info on all my shows, go to josephscrimshaw.com live dash shows. But for now, step out of your shanty, stop taking pictures of yourself for Snapchat as you try to build a perpetual motion machine out of wood and iron and other complicated parts, and just relax and enjoy Ali Spagnola's obsession with Snapchat. Obsessed. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting here in my home with an awesome person, Ali Spagnola. Oh, thanks. Awesome, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I used to always start the podcast. And then I had some comedian friends who were like, uh, I don't believe you. That sounds insincere. So <laughs> then <laughs> everyone's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And my honest answer was I try to have people I only legitimately like, like and think are awesome on the podcast. That also makes everyone average, right? <laughs> this is their argument as well. <laughs> okay. Or maybe, well, yes, average across my podcast, but in the rest of the world. Oh, we're better than everyone else. I got it. Okay, yes, cool, cool. you're better than a lot of the people listening, I guess. There's no way to frame this. I try to tell people they're awesome, and it immediately becomes negative no matter what I do. And you just shoved your audience into a locker. <laughs> I know. I did. I think they're cool with that. They understand. So can you tell people a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. I am a musician comedian, and I make weird internet stuff for a living. That's pretty great. You have it down to a science of uh, describing yourself, it sounds like? Um, I mean, I guess. Yeah, that was that was about it. I could, <laughs> I could go off some more riffing and lies, but yep, that's me. <laughs> riffing but and lies. But basically, you get my Tinder bio. That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to swipe right for the purposes of interviewing you. Dope. <laughs> uh, you also do paintings on demand, right? A, a daily yes. painting? Yes. Yeah, that's actually something I never talk about because, like, the project uh, isn't popular and, like, <laughs> just drains money from me. But it's still super fun, and I'm, I'm certainly known for that in some circles. So, comedian and musician, you do the Power Hour drinking game? Yes. And that's basically a hour-long drinking game with 60 one-minute songs? Yeah, my concert is an interactive party, and everybody plays along while I perform, and I play really short songs, and then we drink in between. And you, uh, that sounds great. And you have a... Thank you. It is. <laughs> it, is it, it is great. Uh, you were on one of my shows here in LA and you played some of the songs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Super yeah, fun. Yeah. They're amazing. They're great. They're hilarious. <laughs> it's great being on the show. Yeah. And it made me want to drink. 
<laughs> I, I normally have like one beer during a show and your song made me want to drink and I slammed through my one beer. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm a professional enabler. So awesome. I nailed it. And you have a huge social media presence. Yeah, that put a lot of my energy into that. <laughs> it seems like it from the outside. Does it feel oh. like it in your soul? Oh, yeah, it certainly does. Jeez, I thought people thought it was effortless, and I was just, like, shitting stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems very, very thoughtful. Okay, well, uh, so I asked you to talk about Snapchat, because I've wanted people to have somebody on the podcast to talk about Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Is it your favorite yes. of the social medias? Can you tell? <laughs> you seem the most engaged. You seem, like, the most, like... It's where you want your energy to be. Yeah, it feels really organic. I mean, it's certainly not my biggest platform, but it's the one that I have the most fun with. And I guess that probably comes across. Can you explain Snapchat to people who have no idea what the hell it is? Um, It's this thing that scares your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, you can publish 10 second videos or pictures with drawings and words over them to your story and people can watch them in succession for 24 hours and then they just disappear. Unless people screenshot it or, you know, hack Snapchat and steal them. But, but yeah, it's a very ephemeral thing where you're just sort of showing. Generally, it's used for showing what's going on through your day and then it's gone. It doesn't, see, it doesn't feel so st- set in stone like a YouTube video or whatever. But I think it started just to be like naked selfies, right? Like, yeah, I think it started with that idea yeah. of it's a photo, but it goes away. Right. And normally when people invent something, there's a little window before everybody goes, oh, and this is how we can use it for sex and stuff. But for Snapchat, <laughs> it was like immediate. Like, well, I, oh, photos that go away. Well, then my dick then. <laughs> well, then my dick then. I don't know if that, it sounds like that was actually the initial idea though, right? They wanted things to be not permanent. And I've also heard that, that sex is what drives media, right? It's the reason that we are on um, DVDs instead of Blu-ray. Blu-ray is better quality, but there's more porn on DVD. Or VHS instead of beta. Beta is better quality, but we went with the VHS that had all the porn, and it pushed the internet through, and it made Snapchat big. So, yeah, porn drives the industry. (laughs) And now I'm using it to tell dumb stories and jokes. Well, the stories thing is huge, right? Because it used to just be photos that disappear, and that's what made it different. But Mm -hmm. the story thing they added relatively recently, right, in the last year, two years? Yeah, Uh, And it's the story part that's hooked you, right? Or is it the more ephemeral part? No, yeah, it's that it's so immediate, I think, and that people are holding me in their hands looking at what I'm doing, and it just happened five minutes ago, which is a very different experience than any other platform. Yeah, because everything else feels very curated, even, which is weird to say about something like Twitter, because I think it can be in the moment. Yes. But I think people have... And so can YouTube, right? People yeah. just throw a video up, you even see them turning the camera on kind of thing. <laughs> okay, guys, this is what I'm going to cover today. Yeah, but I think there's something about, even though it has the power to be in the moment, that we've become more aware of making our online presences special and distinctive, so mm-hmm. that, I know like with Twitter... Even if I'm live tweeting something, I take a half second to reread it and make sure sure. it's right. And Snapchat seems to encourage, just put it out there, whatever, raw, because it's going to go away in 24 hours. It's not there forever. It's not going to ruin your job interview. For sure. And then there are Snapchat chatters out there myself included that do heavily curate but it (laughs) but it definitely pushes it towards that more of a freedom and and there's definitely leeway in terms of quality too right you don't have to be perfect i don't have to shower it doesn't have to be exactly (laughs) the right angle for each shot or whatever and so that that type of freedom also feels really fun Cool. And you don't feel that on like Twitter or Instagram? Like you don't feel No, like- oh my god. Each Instagram has to like be freaking perfect <laughs> Photoshop to exactly at superhuman level. <laughs> uh this is a side thing, but you've been exercising a ton, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like your abs are a star of Instagram at this <laughs> Thank point. Thank you. The thing is, I've always been like this. I've always worked out like crazy. It's just that I stopped putting a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> so you've always been this ripped? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been a dancer all my life. It was okay. just that like the shift is like, oh, maybe I should talk about this instead of everyone just thinking I'm a binge drinker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to balance out those two images. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting balance, and I get a lot of questions about it too. But It was tantalizing to me at first when you started putting more uh, of a focus on Instagram of your exercising mm-hmm. and and I had thought like oh wow you're getting really in shape I didn't think you were in poor shape before but yeah. I thought you were like training to get in this heavy, heavy this great shape uh <laughs> and I was like oh but I know she likes alcohol so what if there's a training regimen yeah where I can are, get great abs are, by drinking <laughs> I mean if there's a book to be written I have all the knowledge <laughs> needed <laughs> abs by drinking by Alice Magnola when they say you need balance in life really it's just like a whole lot of drinking and then a whole lot of detoxing and that's my balance <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome you're the alpha and omega of health uh, so what was the can you remember a moment where you got hooked on snapchat where you realized the power and the fun of the story and of the being in the raw moment Yeah, it was up until um, I think maybe three months ago when I was like, all right, guys, I'm going to try showing you my just day-to-day life, like what I'm doing, just the ridiculousness that I get into just being an internet weirdo. (laughs) And up until then, I was was trying to build stories in a way that like you could watch one day and not know anything about me and it still made sense. Okay. And once I started being like, well, I'll give this a shot, like by day two, it was like, this is amazingly organic and so fun and so um just like comes out of nowhere um which is very different than a lot of my other platforms that i work hard on like vine oh god (laughs) to get a good vine out is so much work and it's only six seconds which makes it even more work yeah exactly the bastards who loved vine went crazy with it because i I think it was like 2013 when it hit and i remember all my comedy friends were like i'll stare at this for six seconds and make a joke and then like two months later you know 22 year olds were like i have figured out elaborate ways to make rabbits disappear and all this bullshit. <laughs> right? like, it went crazy. Yeah, it went crazy. So you had to do a lot to compete in that space. And now all those people have TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. Um, you said you wanted to create stories that people don't need to know what came before. Yeah, Are you this, still doing that? I've actually been thinking a lot about this. So on YouTube, you make something that is accessible. And I don't mean just like closed captioning for the hearing impaired or whatever. You have to make a video that if that's the first time anybody sees anything from you, it makes sense. Right. For the ignorance impaired. Yes, exactly. It's like if this one goes viral, it stands alone. You can't talk about everything that's happened in your life and expect people to know it up until then. This is this is my cover and it's good by itself. Right. And then you can go look at my other covers. But like you don't need to know anything coming into my YouTube video. And that's always been my goal. And then that's how I was treating Snapchat. And it was work and it was hard for me to sort of wrap wrap everything into an accessible day yeah and then when i started being like oh remember yesterday when this happened or remember my friend that i introduced on the show like two months ago well they're back and i'm not going to give you any background because you should have been paying attention and you either get with it or stop following me (laughs) and that made it super super fun right and it's super different than youtube yeah it's really freeing to have that to sort of build that right. brand yeah but it's also just organic because it's really just what you're doing that day yeah so you're not trying to put yourself in the headspace of the audience as much now exactly or, or just expecting that the audience is there with you right and when you do a callback to a week ago it hits harder because they feel like you know they're with you and they yeah. are they're your friend they they get the joke because they were your buddy a week ago too yeah and i feel like one of the unique things about snapchat as a social media site is it is not just filtering in front of us like if you don't, if you're not on Twitter, 
you're still going to see an article that's like, here's the 15 funniest things that somebody said about Kanye yesterday. Right. But Snapchat... And they're all from Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) Kanye was a terrible example on my part, yeah. But for Snapchat, you still have to kind of go there. Right. Right? You have to be devoted. Like if somebody says, I want to know what Ali is doing every day, they have to make that part of their day to go and look at your story every 24 hours or otherwise your story will disappear, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So by referencing things that have come before, you're also hooking people to be like, if you miss it, you're screwed. Right. If you miss the introduction of my friend Bunny or whoever, (laughs) you're not going to know who Bunny is, so you better get on board. What's your favorite story that you've told? Probably when I went for as long as possible wearing white athletic tights. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a week long. It was a a week and four hours, 172 hours total that I made it. And And there were like mini stories within that story where things just kept coming up and getting into ridiculous situations because I look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So was it the same tights? Yep, same white tights for <laughs> as long as possible. Did they get filthy? Um, there was a part where I had to wash them, right? So I had to walk to the laundromat in my underwear because <laughs> uh, I can't put anything else on, right? And there happened to be guys, like, painting my house that day. So I'm walking past, like, all these people working. And I, could, and I couldn't walk because they had painted there. So I'm standing there in my underwear, like, filming this, being like, guys, I need to go get my pants. <laughs> yeah, and then I showered in them once. So they were clean-ish. Yeah. <laughs> that was a part of the whole story. It was gross. <laughs> Now, how honest is that to your day-to-day life? Because I feel like you are someone, you have a a strong show person aesthetic. Like, you want to put on a good show for people. Like, you have a performance aesthetic, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But you're also trying to use Snapchat to just be, like, real and personal. So, would you, is that the kind of thing that you would have done just with friends of, like, hey, I'm going to see how long I can wear this same pair of pants? I think if I'd have grown up in the 80s, yeah, I would still be <laughs> that clown that, like, would entertain my friends. But I'm really glad that yeah. I have, like, a bigger platform to be like, hey, look at me. Look what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so it does affect what you do day to day. Yeah. And, and certainly I wouldn't have actually, like, laid out this stunt and been like, hey, let's see how long I can do this. But I probably would have worn those tights a little too long and, like, liked them too much, you know. And so, yeah, I do set up, like... Occasionally, I'll be like, all right, here's the premise, guys, and this is what I'm doing now on Snapchat, and it is because of Snapchat, so it's a heightened version of me. Cool, cool. If you're going through something real, like you knew, like, today is just the day where my aunt died and I have to get ready for the funeral, is that still something you Snapchat, or do you still want it to be, like, funny, weird performance um i i cried on snapchat for the first time oh, wow. last week yeah so um i think i don't know about funeral that seems a little disrespectful and i and i'm still navigating this space because i cried for the first time you know yeah. but I d- it definitely got real i was super frustrated with something in my career and like and that that's public now or, or no it's not because it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, we'll get back to the going away in just a second but so it's only 10 seconds of video so we did you break down within 10 seconds? Like, did no, you try to no, say something and was, then it went south? I sort of dealt with what had happened and then got on Snapchat and explained what happened and why my makeup was all over my face and, like, how I had to go out now and deal with what had happened and be social while I was still upset. You know, it was yeah. it was interesting. Yeah, well, that's great. Are you comfortable talking about what happened? Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a huge deal. And I, I'm such a baby, but, like, um, I was on a video shoot and put in like a full day, two days straight of work. I hadn't slept all week. And we got to the point where I needed five more minutes to get one shot. And yeah. it's like, they just cut us off, right? There are rules. You can't be on the, st- the set after your time. 
And so now it's going to be a whole nother week for me to get that one shot. Week of effort, just like getting people and equipment and trying yeah. to match the shot and lighting. Whereas it, it went, it, they took five minutes of work and turned it into a week for me. And so yeah. that's super frustrating. And I know it, it's just like, whatever, you're making a dumb video. But I mean, this is my art and my passion. And so it was like, it was rough. <laughs> oh, I totally relate to that. When you get upset, it's because that death of a million cuts. Right. Of like, I've been working so hard and I just needed to cross that finish line. Right, And then right, when somebody exactly. actually asks you, what are you upset about? It's like, this tweet didn't send. <laughs> You're like, right, right. But I've been working on this advertising and no one won't send <gasps> and here's the perfect time to send it. And it's like, yeah, it's ridiculous from one perspective, but also yeah. so like really visceral and honest. Yeah, for sure. Did you get feedback from Snapchat uh, from fans? I know Snapchat a little bit. I don't understand the stories super well. Or I don't understand the messaging. So can they respond to your stories? They can. So you, if you set that you accept all public snaps, which I do, and some Snapchatters don't, but a lot of successful ones do just let anyone send them any snaps, then they can send to you. Although Snapchat's not really built for that. And I don't yeah. really see them like improving their user interface anytime soon, but hopefully. <laughs> um, so it's hard because I miss a lot of things, but I can get stuff back. Generally, the way I talk to people from from snapchat is to send them to twitter okay and just even today i was like hey send me your ideas here's my handle like what are you thinking for blank and um it's weird because then you go to another social platform to to interact with people on snapchat and you have to sort of combine the two interesting i, w I would think snapchat doesn't want that because it's so isolated from all the other they social media yeah. there's no interaction uh so did people respond when you got upset yeah, yeah, I got some people being like, don't cry, it's okay, you're great, you're going to nail it. I'm like, yes. And, and it actually did make me feel a lot better, too. It's cool to have support out there. Yeah. Do you get negative comments from Snapchat, like lots of other social media? Yeah, I mean, all the time. Are you kidding me? I'm constantly <laughs> body shaming negativity, people just trying to bring me down, whether it's like, you're not funny, to you're disgusting like wow. physically yeah uh, yeah i don't i don't know why i'm surprised by that i think it's just because <laughs> i'm surprised you're surprised it's like i'm surprised that i'm surprised too i think uh i have a dumb optimism that like i know is stupid like i'm hopeful about dumb things that i know i shouldn't be hopeful about <laughs> and i think i was hopeful that snapchat especially the way you were talking about the stories about i'm inviting you into my life every day for the minutia of my day even though it's entertaining bizarre minutia it's still the minutia of my day so i think mm -hmm. i was hopeful that people who are going to com be committed to, I'm going to stick with this every day and have this person's life yeah. be a part of my daily life. That well, I, okay. you know, I, I get hopeful that people are like, Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, Snapchat. Okay. That okay. Specifically, yeah. Snapchat wouldn't I mean, be like, I'm going to check in on this dumb asshole every day. <laughs> Hate follows, right? <laughs> yeah. That's totally a thing. Yeah. yeah, I guess it is less on Snapchat for sure okay. than other platforms. But yeah, there's still... And, and honestly, it takes so much work to watch someone's stories. I'm sure people are just like, that's it. I'm not giving this bitch any more time. <laughs> and I lose followers or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get Snapchat. I had some friends. I was on tour with uh, Molly Lewis and the Double Clicks, some oh, musician cool. pals of mine that yeah, I love I to love death. Them. And they were Snapchatting away, Angela Weber of the Double Clicks in particular. And Molly Lewis are both really, really great uh, at Snapchat. Oh, yeah? Um, check out their stuff. Yeah, so we had plenty of van time. So Angela had trained me a little bit on a previous tour. And then Molly Lewis was really like, nope, we're, <laughs> we're going to learn you up. Uh, nice. And I really like it, yeah. it, but it's just such a commitment. Yeah, yeah. And it it's so disconnected from the other uh, social media sites and that I'm always interested in like how does that affect it in that it's separate yeah like a like a walled garden they say yeah where it nothing goes in or out of or <laughs> leaves it right yeah so I wanted to talk about the concept of nothing being permanent I know it can be because people can hack and they can do screenshots and all that but when I was considering using snapchat 
and I didn't want to, my first round of training from Angela Weber was mostly talking me down from existential dread. Mm. I'm just like, <laughs> I can't stand another thing that is not permanent. Right. It just, it bugs me. Like, why would I go into the work of making a beautiful thing that goes away? And she's like... <laughs> Like a sandcastle or a cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like a memory that's just... Whoosh, I mean, that's partially my problem. My phone is overflowing with photos like, yeah. that I haven't erased. They're right. Dumb, blurry photos of food. Like, <laughs> but I want to remember that moment. Um, how do you deal with that? Does it feel like existential dread to you? Do it you... did. That was a big part of my getting into it, too. And I don't know. I still I still don't think I'm beyond it, right? I save everything that I snap publicly. And I have put... That whole story of me in tights on YouTube. Okay. So it lives as its own narrative on a different platform. And I and I don't see it as ephemeral because people will take my full video and, and you know, vine it and send it back to me on Twitter and whatever. Oh, and really? so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I've, I've actually seen my whole day being put into a YouTube video on someone else's channel. So super flattering, but like, yeah, things are not as ephemeral as they seem. So maybe I should be making cakes. Yeah. <laughs> this is designed to be destroyed. Were you around Snapchat in when it was more just a photo that goes away before the story? Um, yeah, I, I came into it pretty late. So okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, there was definitely video happening when I did it. But you, did you always save? Your stuff? Yeah, I always did. I, this actually goes back. It's interesting because you brought up that painting project when I first got here. It goes back to that, too, because I had to get past the fact that, like, these paintings were piling up in my house. And what I learned in art school is that you really don't need that artwork. You you need a good portfolio photo and then get it the hell out of here. Okay. And now I look at them as Kleenex. I just, like, rip one off and then get another <laughs> one and get them out of my house. And so now there are, like, thousands of them all over the world. Thank goodness they have somewhere to go. Yeah. But in, in the kind of the same way, it's just sort of like, I don't need this art here. Get it. Get clean yeah. up your brain space. Yeah. But how would you feel if you if Snapchat changed so you couldn't download your story. Like you told like a really emotional story of your day. Yeah. Uh, where, where something like crying happened or, would, or you truly captured yeah, a moment yeah, where yeah. you truly met someone for the first time or that something kind of magic thing. Something magic happened. Something truly magic yeah. happened. But Snapchat said, no, we want to go back to this idea that it's ephemeral and you couldn't save it. That would mess with me. That would yeah. absolutely mess with me. I would have to take a moment to, to figure out if... Uh, if I wanted to keep going, but like, yeah, I mean, a part of why I'm doing Snapchat is because it really does build that emotional connection. I've, I see a difference on Twitter. It's less like, well, like that joke was dumb and more like I care about your day and who you are. And right. so it's sort of building that friendship that's very different than other platforms. So I would probably still stick with it, but it would mess with me. Yeah, for sure. Because it's, it's kind of about content, but it's more about the relationship. Yes, right? for sure. Which yes. is interesting to me because I feel like probably because of social media and YouTube, like so much is going in that direction Oof. where it's hard to be, it's hard to cr just create content and have and build a relationship where people just say, I like your content. Like they need to know you. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They don't, they are, it's no longer that they like your art. They like you. And that's kind of crap because like, uh, it is a heightened version of me, like I said. So, yeah. so as much as I want to say we are all internet friends, like I, we don't actually know each other, right? <laughs> and you are liking a character still, then, and so it, it is an interesting line to walk. Yeah, like I feel like I have that a little bit with my own social media, where I started doing like uh, sketch in theater, and I liked older entertainers who were very much like, I am putting on a show. Hello, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And that's very much not 
popular right now. People really, even just on stage, want you to be as real as humanly possible. Yeah. But then sometimes when when I try to be real on like Twitter and make a joke about something that people latch onto, then if people like it, then they attribute that of is a big part of your character. And yeah. then sometimes it's like you're saying, it's like this heightened version mm-hmm. of yourself. Right. Like I've made jokes about hating kale because I thought it was kind of funny. And like that day, I really didn't want to eat kale and kale is everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, when I moved to Los Angeles. Yeah. And that, for some reason, that's just an idea that people really attach to. So they send me nice tweets, funny tweets about kale. and like, hey, I'm eating kale. I bet you hate that. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and it's nice <laughs> because <who> you are. <laughs> it is an honest connection, but it's an exaggerated, right. you know, truth yeah, of me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it feels it's weird. For sure. It's kind of like if you see Michael Keaton as Batman and being like, I love him because I love Batman. But like that's a character he's playing and everybody recognized that at the time. But it's hard to recognize that now <laughs> via social media. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, like the social media version of making a movie like Batman in 1989 would just be like if it was two hours of Michael Keaton just being like, I'm super into bats, guys. Come with me. We're going to look at bats now. Like. It's not that you dress Welcome up as Batman. Welcome to Chat. <laughs> With Michael Keaton. I would watch the hell out of that. I think most people would. Um, We're going to be rich. <laughs> along the same existential dread lines, uh, when I was trying to get past that r- reaction to Snapchat, one of the stumbling blocks was when I realized that even their logo is a ghost. So oh, it seems to be suggesting. Oh, I got to go. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even think about that. It's brilliant. <laughs> this lack of permanence uh, no. permeates their brand. No. Uh, do you like that little ghost guy? Yeah, yeah, it's good, I guess. Dang it, now I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, it remind, weirdly reminds me of McDonald's. It looks like with one of their, their ghosts <laughs> oh, from yeah. at Halloween all the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is kind of Grimace-shaped. Yeah. Grimace isn't yeah, a ghost. Too. No, I don't know but what they the do have ghosts is. like that. Or maybe was Grimace dressed as a ghost? Or maybe I'm just like a brand whore. I brought up <laughs> another brand while we're talking about a brand. <laughs> so, do you think that's the right logo for them, or would you have them have a new logo if you had control over it? No, I like it now. I mean, there's like meaning behind it, right? Ghost. Whoa. Yeah. Or just like you know, a picture of like an aerial shot of food. <laughs> that's what happens a lot. Or what you're watching on Netflix. I get a lot of that. I like that when you think of something that's not permanent, you think of food. That's a very positive version of existential dread. Yeah, right? Or cake. Or like um, one of those Zen gardens where you like rake, rake the oh, sand yeah. in like really you know, intricate ways and then it's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you were going to be haunted by that ghost, that <laughs> okay. logo, what do you think that would be like if your home was haunted by the Snapchat <gasps> oh, ghost? Oh my goodness. It would just be a lot of like unsolicited genitals <laughs> from this ghost. <laughs> Like they would just appear floating in the air, just like a blue floaty penis. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Knock it off, ghost. <laughs> so what do you think about the age differences with Snapchat? Snapchat seems to be like a line in the sand where a lot of people make jokes about yep. if you're past a certain age, just mm-hmm. people aren't going to try Snapchat. Do you think that's true? Do you think the stories are changing that? Uh, it still feels true to me. It still feels like a very young audience. And there's like a, I don't, there's a, you hit a limit where it's just like, I'm not going to adapt. And <laughs> I try my best to continue to adapt. And my mom is my best friend on Snapchat, like the one I snap directly the most. So, oh, really? I mean, it's not, I mean, yeah. So it is possible to figure it out no matter what age. She, she snaps my dad. It's great. Wow. Yeah. Does your mom actively use it outside of communicating with you? 
Yeah, she watches my story and talking well and talking to me. So I guess that's it. Yeah, she sends to my dad. My cousins will send to her and stuff like that. Okay. She, so it is like a another communication device for her. But it, it there was a hurdle, but she went for it and okay. jumped. <laughs> what was she that? Over. What was that conversation? Did you have to really talk her into it? Of like, mom, I'm living my life on Snapchat. You have to come <laughs> live it with me. It actually was before I even started life vlogging that she was doing it. Is because I was like, mom, I know we text, but like, don't you want selfies with those words? <laughs> she's like fine and she tried it out man you should sell that to snapchat that's right. great yeah branding for older people like <laughs> selfies with words <laughs> i actually just tweeted about that recently i was like we should rename snapchat to selfies with words <laughs> now does she create her own stories or does she just respond to you no she creates her own stories. she like draws me intricate stuff on thanksgiving she turned herself into a turkey it was great <laughs> with one of the filtery things or? no no she, she has like i bought her um one of those pens for your tablet she uses like a big tablet and oh, she cool. has like a big canvas for her and she'll draw me stuff and and write out full paragraphs <laughs> of like what's going on in her morning and it's always her in her kitchen it's really cute wow that's really cool yeah, yeah. that is the part of snapchat i like i like that it has for lack of a better term kind of a crappy aesthetic yeah. Like, it yeah. seems like even their very custom built, purposeful tools are clunky, are clunky AF. on purpose, right? Yeah. It seems like it because then it like, does good feel luck like. with this, assholes. <laughs> See what you can do. Yeah, I think I keep coming at it trying to be like, I want to make a little, a perfect little thing. And mm-hmm. I, that's not the spirit of it. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody snap. I can't remember who. I think is a, a relatively well known comedian, but I can't remember who now. I think it was just like an ad for a show he had coming up and it was in the shitty font and then he had just circled like an imperfection on his neck, like a little mole. And it was just sort of like, that's Snapchat. It's, it's there to circle the imperfections to just be kind of raw and in the moment like that. Yeah, uh, And I would love to get, get better at that. Do you use the, the weird face morphine filters? No. And I'm sick of getting them from other people. Everyone stop snapping me, you dumb branded filter crap. I don't need to see you as a dog. I don't need to see your dog either. Come on, guys. Let's heighten our content a little. Does it insult you as a creative? Oh, whatever. It's fine. I mean, people are just playing around when they want to show you. So same thing as what I'm doing. Yeah. But does it feel lazy? given that you put a little bit of work into yours? Yeah, but I don't expect other people to put the amount of effort that I do. My God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm a crazy weirdo. Why would anyone act like me? <laughs> I feel guilty because I was Snapchatting a little bit uh, right after I got my, my second and full training yeah. from Molly Lewis. And then I got, like right at the end of that, like the last day that we were on tour mm-hmm. was when they introduced the weird face filters. Okay. And then that's all, like every once a week i remember like oh i should do snapchat what new funny face filter is there i did it today Uh i'm a monster Mm -hmm. i'm a monster are you is it a monster filter or what was (laughs) happening some of them are really truly horrific like even for entertainment of this is stupidly bad why would anybody ever want this right well when you see it once like no that's cool and you get it but then like everyone does it you know (laughs) right right and some of them you just use constantly although are you familiar with max no sleeves he's a friend of mine he does a lot of videos Mm -mm. with me and he took the cop filter and turned it into genius he was doing (laughs) he was doing pickup lines as a cop and then like it there's something where you can do a an, an alarm like a cop alarm 
I think you either push a button or like open your mouth and it starts or whatever. Okay. So he'd drop up like pun pickup line about being a cop, open his mouth and like immediately like the punch was like instead of the drums, it was like the. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So funny. And he was just it was a series of like 10 of them. And he was just slamming them back to back. And I was like, that's how you use a filter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If you could have one of those filters on your actual head in real life, in real life. would you want any of them? <gasps> Wow, um, maybe like a helmet filter because I bike so much and I never wear a helmet. I should. I'm unsafe. I'm usually Snapchatting while I bike too. So, <laughs> so you, are you bike without a helmet? Yeah. Wow. Do as I. It's pretty say, rebel. Not as I do. I don't. Let, no, no. I'm not a rebel. I'm an idiot. <laughs> don't even act like that's cool. It's just stupid. So you would have a a Snapchat filter of a helmet. Yeah. Keep me safe. Kind of jerking around yeah. there as you move, trying to keep up with you. Like hopefully it's in the right spot when I get hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I was going to ask you if you've had any relationship with Snapchat as a brand, since I would assume that you're one of their better users. I'm sure you have a, I know you have tons of followers on Twitter and Instagram, mm-hmm. so I'm sure you have a good following on Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, like I said, it's not my highest platform, but it's certainly. I think I'm doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, but your other platforms are insanely high. So when you say that, I would imagine it's still quite high. Have they reached out to you at all? Have you reached out to them at all? Um, I've talked to. Do you know those MCNs for Snapchat now, which is pretty crazy? No. Um, and I've talked to a few of those, but that's not specifically Snapchat. So yeah, no, I haven't actually went and found out where the ghost lives and works and <laughs> chatted it up. I was really curious about this. Uh, I have a co-producer for the podcast named Sarah Meyer, and she's mm-hmm. been doing these interviews on the street. She just talks to people on the street cool. about whatever the topic is and get a little perspective of what the general public thinks about whatever the obsession is. And she does this usually in Venice, and she figured out that the Snapchat office was in Venice. So she's oh, like, cool. oh, I'm going to go to the address. And apparently there's no signage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The glass is opaque. And there were just three big security guards standing outside the door. <laughs> Everyone's naked inside. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. So she went up to them and said, are you are you here with Snapchat? Is this Snapchat? And they said, yes. And she's like, well, can I interview? And they're like, no, why don't you go? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that, that was fascinating to me that something that is something like Snapchat that is designed to share all of these intimate private moments kind of and put them out there Mm -hmm. but also has to wrestle with huge security issues yeah that the public face of their institution is really (laughs) on the privacy side of things yeah interesting yeah so do you would you ever want to go and meet the ghost crew yeah absolutely i mean it seems like they're doing some really cool stuff and they're you know directing where our culture is going or at least giving the this society another tool to play with to see yeah. how it changes the world so yeah i'd yeah. absolutely love to chat with them but their completely accessible platform is <laughs> in a not accessible room <laughs> yeah do you uh do you think snapchat is the future oh no no everything's changing whatever twitter was the future and now yeah. who's on twitter <laughs> <laughs> so whatever i mean it's just heading in the direction of what uh, self-publishing and and self-curating and and figuring out, like, um, make creating a feed of what you really want to see. So, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's certainly not the fi- end-all final answer. Yeah. You're doing a ton of work uh, to build followers and be an internet human. <laughs> uh, if... Don't tell anyone I'm human. Come on. <laughs> I've been a bot up until now. <laughs> you said weird and idiot. I'm going to say human. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll agree to disagree. Fair. Um, 
if Snapchat just tanked tomorrow in terms of popularity, like it seems to be going up in popularity with stories and with some of the Discover, so the brands are on there. Mm -hmm. But if it just tanked tomorrow, would you stay on it? Do you love it enough just of itself, regardless of its value in building your brand? Absolutely not. They're, like It's not about the platform. It's it's about telling a story, right? And I, ju- I just found the most effective spot to tell stories in the way that I want to right now. But like even if Snapchat was taking off and I found that telling my stories on Instagram, which I'm actually still considering, or Facebook, is a better way to do it, then I will switch and I sort of go where where the expression is not not at all based on platform okay otherwise i'd only be tweeting because clearly that's the one that's doing the best (laughs) would you have any fear if you moved your stories to instagram that you would have to deal with a different culture it is right that's that's the thing it's a different culture there's a different like sure it seems like oh 10 to 30 seconds whatever it's all the same blah 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 but the the subtle changes make a huge difference in how everything is consumed and what is going on there? I like that you use the word culture. Yeah. So, so it it certainly would be an adjustment, and I would um, create my content in a different way. But either way, it's all art, right? Yeah, I mm-hmm. love the perspective that you're telling a story. You want to find the people who want to hear your story, mm-hmm. and that the platform is insignificant ultimately. Yeah, just find the most effective way to get it out there. Yeah. Would you if Snapchat fell apart? Would you miss? certain content creators that are on Snapchat? Do you follow a lot of people on Snapchat or is it more about you creating? Yeah, I mean, I certainly am more of a creator than a consumer, but there are some people out there that do some really cool stuff. There's a lot of like drawing things that are cool, like you're saying about like the the clunkiness of Snapchat and then people, like there's one girl that's known, shoot, and I should know her name, that's known for not even using a stylus. She's like, everything you see is impressive. And the thing is that she only uses her finger. Um, which is which is cool. Yeah. You know, just like another put another limit on yourself. Why not? And then <laughs> <laughs> life isn't hard enough. <laughs> and I do, I, I, I watch Mark K, who does a talk show, which is interesting because you talk about not being curated or not like, you know, being like very much in the moment. But this guy basically edits, you know, a full show and then just cuts it into 10 second videos. And you can watch that on Snapchat, but you're still consuming it in a weirdly different way, right? You're holding right. your hands. So. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there, there there, are people on there that I would miss, but I know that, like, Mark would find another way to, to speak. To say that, yeah. 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 If you could see any famous person or celebrity living or dead on Snapchat and have stories of their day. Jesus. I know. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I mean Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you would want Jesus. Yeah, I want to snap from, oh, like, yeah. the center of a lake. Are you kidding? Just standing there? <laughs> He doesn't have to have his phone in a plastic bag because he's walking. And that would be great for dealing with haters. Yeah. Because, like, come on. I am all about not hating. And he would just forgive anybody no matter what horrible thing they said to him. snaps. Like, nice sandals, asshole. Bless you, son. That's cool. That's That's cool. If they're not for you, that's fine. I like the sandals. Jesus. That's great. Um, (laughs) You thought I was, like, taking the Lord's name in vain. I was like, no, that's who I pick. (laughs) A lot of times people don't like the direct questions of, give me a person or a name now. So I thought you were reacting to that. I'm like, Jesus, it's so hard to think of. (laughs) Oh, no, I mean Jesus. (laughs) We talked a little bit at the top of the podcast about your Power Hour drinking game. Mm -hmm. Have you done a drinking game for Snapchat? I haven't. I thought about it for like Vine and things like that, but yeah, I don't know. I'm also getting away from that, right? You see me doing more fitness stuff. It's hard to hard to just be a drunk all the time. <laughs> I tried to do some other stuff too, but I should I should give it some thought. Yeah, Snapchat drinking game. A snap. You could do a Snapchat drinking game one day, 
and then a Snapchat fitness game the next nice. day. Detox. And alternate. Detox. <laughs> Detox. <laughs> I would like a Snapchat fitness game. Yeah, to stay motivated. Well, yeah, it's kind of like I always think about this, where it's like I can't drink alone anymore. Oh. Honestly, I sit down, have a beer, and I like get on Twitter, and I'm like, "Hey, everyone, let's <laughs> talk," you know. And in the same way, I guess you can't really just go on a run by yourself because there there are people out there to motivate you if you need it. Yeah, that's great. Uh, do you Snapchat your exercise regimen whenever you go biking or running or hiking? Yeah, this is one of those things I was talking about that's not accessible when you first accessible when you first um, watch my stuff. Is that I have an ongoing odometer. First of all, you watched me get my bike because one of my other Snapchat or YouTuber <laughs> friends pranked me, stole my bike, and then got me a whole new sponsored one. And, oh, wow. and like this all unfolded on Snapchat and her Snapchat. And then on a YouTube video, it was amazing the way she executed. So these people watched me go through the emotion of getting my bike stolen and then gifted this amazing new one. And so now they know my bike as a personality. It has a name. And since I've been riding this new bike, I have an odometer. And at the end of every day, you see a sh- just a one-second shot of me with my bike and the total number of miles I've put on that bike since since they met him. Wow. Even if you haven't biked that day? Um, if I haven't biked that day, no, I don't, I don't show it. But like I bike every day. It's my average like 12 miles a day. So Damn. generally they're seeing me and Ashton and a number. And if you just come into my snaps, it's going to take you a while, but you'll get it, right? Yeah. I, I'll mention the odometer and like you'll sort of pick up on it on other um, platforms too. And people, people like to stay up with it too. I ask them like, is this annoying guys? Should I stop? You're not following me anymore. And they're yeah. like, no, do it. We love it. Well, that's cool that it does force people to fill in the gaps. Yeah, Dude, right, exactly. It's... And then, like, maybe they missed whatever. But people are saying, like, no, it's motivating. It's not, like, it's not annoying. So, like, oh, cool. And your bike's so, name cool. is Ashton? Is yeah, because that... <laughs> I got punked whenever she gave it to me. Uh, nice. Ashton Kutcher, yeah. <laughs> it all works. Uh, how would your life be different if Snapchat was the only way you could communicate with other humans? Hmm. The only way. Like, I don't text my mom. I Snapchat yeah, her Yeah, there's only. some weird apocalypse where only Snapchat oh has survived. God. Probably because their office in Venice is an armed bunker protected by security <laughs> guards. And they have secret servers in the basement. <laughs> I'm Snapchatting you from below because you got to let me into your apartment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, I guess like communication in general would be stunted, right? Even yeah. just trying to get on a business call would be hard. Like... <laughs> <laughs> a max you, of 10 seconds yeah how do you get work done actually i was thinking about this when you were like talking about the snapchat offices i'm like i wonder if they make all their like project plans via snapchat and you have to just like <laughs> instead of organizing a bulleted list on a whiteboard it's like somehow sent to each other via snapchat and then it's gone <laughs> <laughs> would you communicate more or less would you if snapchat was your only yeah, means of communication less. no way question less. it's it's frustrating it's uh, there are reasons to do it because it is a more illustrative way to talk to my mom, but like it's certainly not the most effective in terms of communication length and and clarity. So tell me your name and how you feel about Snapchat. Jennifer loves Snapchat. It's probably one of the best apps in the world because you can send pictures and it's like poof, it's gone, but you know, not really gone, gone. Of course I Snapchat. Everybody Snapchats. Well, it's 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 pretty unique in the fact that, you know, it's a spontaneous picture. You kind of have to, like, if someone sends you something, you got to respond with something right at that moment. Otherwise, you're going to forget what they sent you, and then you lost the conversation. You can look stupid, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> My friend sent me one from a skyscraper in Tokyo, from the roof. It was pretty, pretty intense. And I was like, wait a second, when did you go to Tokyo? So. <laughs> and then knowing that they disappear, does that add a certain freedom to it? 
I think it does because it's like sometimes I really just you know sometimes I want to send a picture of like my boobs to someone and it's like I don't want you to have that forever but I want you to have like 10 seconds of it all my all my stories when I'm drunk is just the best it's nice to black out and remember what happened the next day so it helps document how many times I've messed up being drunk so it's just normally me doing something stupid like falling over a fire hydrant or tripping in a crack on the sidewalk so it, it all ends well it's just funny to watch myself do all these things so, like, I think a video that if I would ever to post but then, like, be able to have it disappear would be, like, for example, if I was, like, crushing on someone super hard or, like, something like that, then I could, like, post that and be like, ha, I told the world, and then it actually vanishes, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd probably climb something illegal if I knew it would go away. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be a pretty cool snap. Like what? I don't know. Climb, like, a water tower or something. That'd be pretty cool. Do you think people over 30 should be allowed to use Snapchat? Yeah, why not? I think they just still have to learn in some cases, but yeah, they can use it. Should people over 30 be allowed to use Snapchat? Yes, yes it's yes. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'd get Snapchat. It's great. We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. Do you think about Snapchat every day? Yes. That's a real. That's a really easy one. Wait, for you. Like the DSM five or whatever the that tells you like mental disorders or whatever. Does it have to like interfere with more than an hour of your day to actually have a disorder? And uh, <laughs> certainly more than an hour a day. <laughs> this whole podcast dances on the border of dangerously untrained psychotherapy because <laughs> it's normally talking to people about fun obsessions, but every once in a while somebody's like super super obsessed. <laughs> it's like too much. <laughs> have you ever had a dream about Snapchat? I haven't. Okay, cool. Cool, looks like I'm safe. Other people, though, <laughs> this happens a lot. I guess people watch Snapchat before they go to sleep kind of thing. Because I'll get tweets in the morning being like, I dreamt about you blah, 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 a lot more recently. Oh, really? And I think it is a result of Snapchat that now I'm in people's dreams. Like one of my neighbor friends went back in Pittsburgh just texted me. He was like, you're my brushing my teeth ritual, so I know that I brush my teeth long enough. And like that's right before I go to bed. He does it every night. Like, wow. Oh, flattering. <laughs> Do you feel responsibility from that of like, if I take a day off, <laughs> that motherfucker's not going to brush his teeth. His teeth are falling out because I fell <laughs> off the game. <laughs> uh, if you had a child, would you name her or him Snapchat? I would. I would not. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone said yes to this? I've only asked that question twice. Okay. Uh, you're only the second person I've asked that okay. question because I, I always ask the how obsessed are you, but I try to cycle through them a little bit Got so it. it doesn't get too repetitive. Uh, and yeah, the other person said, nope. So <laughs> <laughs> right, I haven't fair. hooked anybody with that yet. Are you a person, if this isn't too personal of a question, are yeah. you a person who is uh, thinking still about having kids? Or have you deci decided, eh. No, I should never keep someone alive. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I can't even feed myself. So no, I'm not having kids. <laughs> <laughs> so and you still wouldn't name a theoretical child Snapchat. Correct. <laughs> I'm taking care of this kid that doesn't exist because that's that would be a terrible idea. <laughs> if for a Snapchat video you did the old like taking care of a kid exercise and you had an egg for a day mm -hmm. or a week. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You try and not break this egg or something. Yeah. Ooh, now you got my wheels turning. <laughs> would you name the egg Snapchat or is that still too far? <laughs> no, of course not. I would never do that to a child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Would you want someone to make a Snapchat story of your funeral? Uh, yes, absolutely. Make interesting content at the expense of what? Nothing. I'm dead. <laughs> as long as it didn't suck, my God. If they were boring about it, that's it. <laughs> oh, so you would come back from the dead, just vengeance like, like, like an actual ghost. Yeah. I can't believe you 
took a shot of the meal after the funeral, you jerk. That's so boring. <laughs> is that a rule for you, that taking uh, snaps of, of food is just stupid? I mean, no, there's a way to do it, interestingly. It's just it's just a challenge, I guess. I, I try not to. <laughs> Fair enough. Would you confirm or reject a Supreme Court justice nominee based on their opinion of Snapchat? Ooh, that's hard because... Um, when I talk about that pliability and the the openness to try something new, and uh, yeah, <laughs> if if someone was just like openly like, no, I don't get Snapchat, and I don't want, it makes me feel like, well, you're not open to change, and you're like scared of the future, right. kind of like, oh, like the Native Americans thought that the photos would steal their soul, and like being scared of technology is not an answer, although like. That doesn't mean that you'd be a bad Supreme Court justice. Ah, that's a tough question. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably err on the side of, of someone that was open-minded towards change. So, yeah, if you don't like Snapchat, get the hell out. <laughs> yeah, I like that answer a lot. I was <laughs> thinking about those kinds of issues. I always read Wikipedia on my topic before I do the interview just to make sure I know the basics. So cool. I read about Snapchat, and it really reinforced that things like Snapchat are about the power of money of Snapchat created an app that was attractive to young people. Mm -hmm. Young people adopted it. There became already very quickly the story of Snapchat was old people don't get it. It's for young people who have more flexible minds. But then when they got the brands in there, yeah, in the brands were like, great, because that's where young people are and mm -hmm. young people have money. Right. And it got me thinking that older people need to just start buying more shit. Yeah. And using apps more. Stay stay adaptable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then we can be better Supreme Court justices. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Would you break up with someone who hated Snapchat? I've had trouble with this, actually. Oh, yeah? I've dated people that, like, just think I'm a self-absorbed jerk, which is fair, I am. But, like, when when I interact with someone who doesn't see it as art, who doesn't see not necessarily Snapchat, but anything that I do... Um, in an, a more open-minded way, there's certainly it's so easy to see someone selfieing and be like, "Oh, look at this idiot," and take a photo of someone selfieing and yeah. and shame them, right? But it's harder to sort of open your mind and be like, "No, what they're making is like an interesting story, and they're connecting people, and they aren't cutting themselves off from the so, cutting themselves off from the world and and um, missing out on life, but instead like uh, putting a magnifying glass to it and yeah. enhancing their experience." Once you can have that open-minded view, I feel I can connect with you better. So yeah, I've, I, I would say I might break up with someone that doesn't doesn't respect how much I care about Snapchat. Yeah. When you've had problems, has it been with people you're dating? Has it been from the perspective that, like you just said, that they don't get that you are communicating with other people? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like like making me feel embarrassed for selfieing or yeah. showing people, you know, what I'm doing throughout my day. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we get it. You love yourself. And like that's, I mean, I do. And of course, <laughs> a lot of this is self-serving, self-absorption, whatever. Oh, but I don't like, and I say that jokingly because honestly, that's not what it's about. Right? No. And it's my career too. If you can't see that this is this is what I do for a living and you shouldn't shame me for it, yeah. then we cannot date. <laughs> yeah. The mode of sharing who you are has changed. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in olden days, it was a painting. Like the way Mona Lisa looked was something of the artist's sharing of themselves. Yeah. This is just a different way of sharing who you are. Totally. I think it's fascinating with selfie shaming and phone shaming that there's the people who don't understand that you are communicating to other people. Mm -hmm. And then I think we're starting to get into a territory of people who do understand 
it's not that you aren't communicating with people. It's that you're choosing not to communicate with me right now, and you're communicating with your friends right. who live inside the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you had that problem where where anybody uh, dating or friends have been like, you care more about your phone people than your right here people? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's never been about like, oh, you love your fans more than me. I've never heard that. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's been more like, you know, you're too career focused. So, okay. I mean, I would rather hear that anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no, I haven't had that issue yet. I can't wait to deal with that too. <laughs> yeah, and that'll be a great Snapchat story too. Right. Here's why James has to go. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> uh, this is the final question of the How Obsessed Are You questions, and it is a weird one one if you couldn't use snapchat without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch would you still use snapchat um yeah i'd probably have a crotch of steel i would take it i obviously wouldn't <laughs> yeah get anyone else crotch punched <sighs> but yes of course i would continue to use snapchat and just endure it because you know at some point you get over it. yeah yeah you get used you can bear anything would you include it as a part of the story every day of, here's my morning crotch punch so then I'm just not a part of the story every day, or would it be every snap? So then I'm just like working at a two-second handicap, and all my snaps are eight seconds because the first two is crotch punch, and then trying to get my wind back. The old two-second handicap. <laughs> well, it's like um, shake or what's his name, the guy that was the lead in uh, Star Trek. Oh, Shatner? William Shatner, Shatner yeah. It. I was like, William Shakespeare, that's not right. <laughs> William Shatner, he signs all his tweets. So he, oh, yeah. So he's like <laughs> at a four-character handicap for all of them. <laughs> My best bill, yeah, MVB, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's really, you, you're a very generous person with this question because a lot of people try to give the crotch punch to someone else. Oh, yeah. They try to get out of it, and they try to bargain with, well, what's the least amount of times I could get it? So I was, <laughs> I was in my mind, it was, of course, once a day. And you're like, now let's go with every snap. <laughs> I can not? take it. <laughs> Just indurate myself. <laughs> uh, can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with Snapchat? <laughs> sort of a birthing noise? That? Yeah, it's like, it's like excited, but like a little painful. <laughs> <laughs> is that because you're concentrating on making it good you want it to be good yeah yeah because it's anxiety but excitement at the same time i think they're the same chemical yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that fires in your brain yeah of that like this has to be perfect i want it to be good what a pain in the ass yeah, yeah. Exactly. all at the same time mm -hmm. <laughs> but also this is so fun <laughs> yeah cool well i've been rating people's obsessions I've been using seven so seven somethings no, uh fine. so for you i'll say uh seven <laughs> I ghosts i was joking <laughs> no <laughs> Okay. But it is actually seven. Okay. So uh, I think I'm going to give you five out of seven ghosts. All right. Because I think you, you are super into it, but it is with a very specific purpose. You are rational about it, and you would happily Ooh. move on from it. But it is also something that you do every day, religiously, that you put a lot of work into, that you know the ins and outs of. So it, I really it, like the word rational. Thank you for that. <laughs> so in welcome. a room full of obsessed with Snapchat people, I'm like pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I think you are probably more obsessed than most Snapchat users because okay. when I think of obsessed, I think of uh, some amount of regularity and mm. what you're doing requires that. You have to do it on the regular, right? Are, you, are you're going to Snapchat I'm, right I'm now? I'm going to Snapchat nice. this right now. Yeah. Hi, this podcast is actually about Snapchat, and it's so appropriate that guess what I'm doing right now? Snapchatting. <laughs> <laughs> Man, was that exactly 10 seconds? Yep. You have it down to a Buttoned. science. Oh, yeah. 
Do you always do a little button like that? Yeah, I refuse to end 10 seconds without it being a joke. I, I won't like, and then finish a sentence. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. But, I mean, people are fine with it, but no. That's the same thing with like jump cuts in editing. The reason I jump cut is because I'm using it as a laugh track, as a as a punctuation to a joke, not because I just didn't finish the sentence and, and execute the line yeah. well. Yeah. The one thing I think no one would ever accuse you of being is sloppy. <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs> I don't know. Devoted. I've had these tights on for a while. <laughs> well, fair enough. But even then, you were <laughs> meticulous about being sloppy. I'm going to be a pig on purpose, and I'm going to share it really well. Sloppy. <laughs> uh, do you want to plug yourself where people can find you? Um, just look for Ali's Bagnola. <laughs> Come Everywhere. say hi on Snap. <laughs> just look for out in the wild. Yeah. Uh, Which is, is Google. Google is the wild now, so they'll get yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, this podcast will probably come out uh, one or two weeks from when we're recording it. Is there anything coming up that you want to plug uh, later in the spring? I can't think two hours from now. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Weeks, You're yeah. thinking about your next snap. Yeah, right. Fair enough. Uh, well, here are the final questions. They don't have anything to do with your obsession, but they can if you want. Okay. If someone designed a cocktail in your honor... What would the cocktail be like? <laughs> it would be beer with liquor poured into it. Because <laughs> my sorority sisters and I would do this in college. Because like, why mix mixing? Yeah, what's the point, right? <laughs> Mixers are for suckers. So then we're like, all right, well we'll mix with malt liquor or <laughs> something that already has alcohol in it. So there you go. <laughs> uh, was there any particular concoction that you created that you liked that were you like, I'm gonna have to do this again? There were two of them. One was Corona with lime tequila in it. Okay. And then a Smirnoff ice with citrus vodka. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, they're both very good. And dangerous. You think you're just having, like, a beer, but the the uh, Smirnoff ice is already higher alcohol content than beer, and then yeah. there's also a shot in it. <laughs> you're having sneaky, sneaky beer. <laughs> yes. What would the what would that cocktail be called? The random b- beer with something in it. What would that be called? Spags. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. What would you rather be able to shoot from your hands, fire or a bunch of bees? Uh, fire, because I can like at least control the direction of them. Bees would just come after me. <laughs> I'm like, hi, I want some bees around me right now. Cool. <laughs> that is great rationale. Well <laughs> thought you. out. The final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Uh, happiness is... <laughs> <sighs> happiness is figuring out what happiness is. I think it's not a destination, but um, a continual search. Nice. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thanks for having me. This was great talking to you. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Here's a day on Snapchat audio version. I wake up in my bunk bed and snap about how I slept too much or not enough. Then I get on my couch and video edit for entirely too long. Then I get on my bike and bike for entirely too long. Then I come back home and eat the same dinner I have every day. Get back in my bunk bed and snap about whether I'm going to get enough sleep tonight.